Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. My name is Nima Karazi. I am your host. And this is my journey. Today, I want to talk a little bit about my weight loss and my exercise journey uh, from the beginning to now. Uh, This is, um, uh, they're all relatively short episodes, but uh, this one's uh, very important to me because it it is kind of going to walk everyone through um, my process, the way that I got through everything, the way that I... um, managed my weight or mismanaged my weight in the beginning. And this is very important. This is an episode that I'm probably going to listen to a few times uh, throughout the years because this is something that that, uh, is very near and dear to my heart. A lot of the times when you talk to a fat person, um, people will ask uh I'll just put myself in there. People would ask me all the time, are you happy being fat? Are you comfortable at this weight? Uh, don't you wish you weighed less? And when you ask questions like that, the, um, me personally and most people in general get very defensive and want to defend themselves. That's what defensive means. Congratulations. Um, and so they'll, so I, I would get very uh, defensive and like, yeah, no, I'm perfectly fine. I'm healthier than you, actually. I know, I know more. I do more. Uh, you know, I see more. Um, which is also a, a fact uh, that on paper I was kicking everyone's ass. Um, so uh, it was actually a fact that on paper I was kicking everyone's ass. Uh, I didn't have cholesterol. I didn't have high blood pressure. Um, and early on, I didn't have diabetes. I only uh, got diabetes a couple years ago. So for me, it was something that, you know, you're older than I am. You're skinnier than I am for sure. But believe me, if the doctor had to pick between me or you, I'm healthier than you. I'm just fat. That's the only, that's my negative. Your negative is cholesterol, blood pressure, uh, blood sugar, um, you know, plantar fasciitis, uh, you know, all these other things. Um, but slowly and surely my health was degrading. My, my, uh, slowly but surely my health was degrading. My, um, liver, uh, started to get, um, fatty deposits. So I, I started to get, uh, fatty liver disease, non-alcoholic. Uh, so NAFLD, um, my weight started going up higher and I started getting lymphedema in my legs. Uh, so that was uncomfortable. Um, the way that I found out most of these things is by accident. 
um, I would just have a lipid test and then they were like, oh, your AST is higher, your ALT is uh, off or, you know, whatever. And then they would test me further and then they do an ultrasound and then they said that I had um, fatty liver disease. Um, I don't drink uh, hardly ever, if ever. Uh, I literally have like maybe six drinks a, a year, like if that. Um, so there's, it has nothing to do with alcohol. It just was that I'm so fat that I created an extra layer of fat around my, or within my liver. Um, I still don't exactly know how that (laughs) works. Um, but anyway, so I was having these little problems come up and then the lymphedema came up and then I got diabetes and that was a big deal for me. And, um, I, I was looking at my weight and I, I would always kind of, uh, half jokingly, half seriously tell people that, um, my weight is always 10 times my age. So since 18 in high school, when I was 18 years old, I weighed 180 pounds. When I was 19, I weighed 190. At 20, I weighed 200. At 30, I weighed 300. And at 40, I weigh 400. Um, And I'm a little ahead of schedule as I'm 410. So 410 was my heaviest ever weight. And um, it was difficult. It was difficult to carry it around. It was difficult to not be able to do many things, to not be able to walk or not be able to to go and visit, sit in a chair. There's there's a bunch of these um, terribly annoying and upsetting um, being fat moments. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's upsetting. It's upsetting because you know that other people are noticing. You know that you're embarrassing yourself. I remember one time going to a family member's house and wanting to sit outside. And they had those like plastic beach chairs. You know, the the ones that have like the the rows in the back and the, the, the whole thing's made out of plastic, right? And so I tried to sit in one and it felt really, really shaky. So I took two and I reinforced it. This is a trick I learned in Mexico a few years ago when I was on a cruise there. And I went to go sit down and the guy said, hold on a second. And he took another chair and he reinforced the first chair by putting it on top. And I was like, oh, this is really smart. So I reinforced this family member's chair with another chair. And then I sat there and my parents were like, oh, this is embarrassing for us and him and, you know, kind of everyone involved here. Um, and I understand that that's probably mostly a cultural thing, but anyway, the, the, the weight loss journey wasn't just like one morning I woke up and I was 410 and I was like, that's it. I'm done because I've had those moments my whole life of like 350. Well, this is the most I've ever weighed 375. Well, this is the fattest I've ever been and 400. Jesus, I can't believe I'm at 400. I got to do something. And then to 410. So there's never like a, um, there's never a bottom. There's never a rock bottom of, of stopping at this weight. And, and, you know, there's, there's diets and there's programs, you know, you, you do weight watchers and you, you, uh, cut out sugar and, and you lose a little weight and, you know, you start exercising and you lose a little weight. And then, uh, one bad thing happens and you say, uh, fuck it. And then you just go back to being an asshole. So, um, so I weighed 410. That was the heaviest. And um, I had spoken to my doctor about uh, losing weight. And uh, I, I mentioned this before, but basically he told me like, you have about 20 years left. And that scared the shit out of me. So then 
I started uh, getting into this program and taking all the classes and doing all the studying and uh, getting all the authorizations and then losing weight as much as I could. And I lost um, 16 pounds. So I got down to 394 on surgery day. That's a really big deal. Um, getting down to 394 was difficult. Um, I was walking, um, I want to say a mile and a half, um, two days a week. Um, and then I bumped that up to like three days a week and I was really trying to be good. I was really trying to be good about what I eat, how I eat. But I was still having junk food. I was still having fast food. I was still drinking sodas. I was still having chocolates and sweets. Um, I was doing all that stuff as well. Um, but when I got my surgery date, you know, I really kind of dialed it in. I had <clears throat> I had like one day of cheating. And then the rest of it, I was like really good and, and really trying to bring it down. So on my surgery day, I got down to 394, which was great. And after one month, so my surgery date was December 4th and January 4th I was 354 I lost 40 pounds in a month and it didn't really feel like anything it didn't feel any different because I I was in these these Facebook groups these uh, gastric sleeve groups and literally every single time that somebody asked for advice on surgery day, well, guys, I'm going into surgery. Hey, everyone, I'm, I'm having my surgery. What what do you recommend I take with me to the hospital? The number one answer across the board on all three groups on everybody's post was walk, walk, walk with exclamation points following. It was everything to do with walk. walk. As soon as you wake up, go for a walk. Try to walk in the hospital. Walk when you get home. Walk every single day because it alleviates blood clots. It gets the um, the anesthesia out of you. It gets you moving and mobile. It helps uh, speed up your healing. Um, it's the best thing for you. You have to walk. And so reading all this stuff up until the surgery date, I was walking. Um, I was walking like three times a week. And then... I had my surgery and the, and then when I woke up, the nurse was like, you know, can you, uh, can you, how are you feeling? The nurse asked me, how are you feeling? And I said, I'm, I'm okay. I want to go for a little walk. And she said, sure. And I got up out of bed. I put my, my, uh, Crocs on and I walked to the end of the hallway and back and I felt sick. I almost threw up and I, I didn't. And then I, sip some water and that was fine and then I sipped some more water and that was fine they released me I got home that day and I went for a short walk um I, I live in an apartment and I'm on the third floor of this apartment building and there's only three floors and one lap around the top floor is a quarter mile um so I did one lap and I think that took me like five minutes. Um, and I did a full lap around the the top floor and then I came back in. And so that's what I did every morning. I just went for a walk in the morning, one lap. And then after the, the third or fourth day, I did two laps and then I did three laps and then four. And then eventually I started walking 15 minutes a day. That was my number. 
So if I can walk 15 minutes a day, that's the goal. That's the, that's the move. And then once I got that down, then it was 15 minutes twice a day, 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the evening. And because I'm walking in the apartment complex, it doesn't matter if it's night, if it's day, if it's early, if it's late, if it's light, if it's dark, it none of that matters to me because I'm safe. I have my path. There's a railing. I'm perfectly fine and comfortable. And it took me, I'd say, about uh, a month before I felt comfortable enough to go and walk in the street. And once I started walking in the street, I was still doing, you know, 15 minutes in the street, 15 minutes upstairs, 20 minutes in the street, 15 minutes upstairs. And then finally, one day I talked to my doctor and, and uh, he told me that I could walk. You could just walk one day, 30 minutes once a day. So great. I'll do that. I'll just do that. That's fine. So I started walking 30 minutes once a day. And then I read up on the Mayo Clinic and on Johns Hopkins. And they suggested walking 30 minutes a day and uh, walking six days a week. So taking one day off from walking. Great. So now I do that. So that's my new that's my new uh, life. My new reality is every morning I wake up and because I have to take this Prilosec, and I mention it all the time, but because I have to take this Prilosec in the morning because my stomach is a quarter of the size that it used to be that my stomach acid has to uh, tamp down. So because of that, because I take this Prilosec and I have to wait 30 minutes, I pop that Prilosec first thing in the morning and I walk right out and I do my 30-minute walk and then I come back. And then I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to have a protein shake. I'm ready to start my day. So all that's really good, right? So um, back to the weight loss real quick. So I so in the first month, I lost 40 pounds. And now that I'm in the second month, so it was December 4th. Uh, it's a little before February 4th. It's the end of January right now I'm recording this. I'm 60 pounds down. I'm 334. So I went from 394 to 334. And it's incredible to me that I've lost 60 pounds. But honestly, what's more incredible is that I'm walking 30 minutes a day and I'm feeling really good about it. I feel healthier. I feel stronger. I feel more fit. I feel more alive. I feel, I feel all the things. And it's wonderful. And it's amazing. And it made me think... That in the last 10 years, now I have a chart and a graph and numbers and a pivot table and uh, uh, error uh, measurements and all this stuff because I'm a huge numbers nerd. I'm a huge analytics nerd. Um, So, of course, I have all that stuff. But the lowest I've ever been in 10 years is 316. And I weighed 316 when my wife and I did a reality show where you lose weight and we did that for three months apart from each other and then we met back up after three months and in those three months I got down to 316 and it was amazing it was wonderful it was it was great I was hungry all the time I was on a um like a net 30 carb diet um I was literally having like a bagel a week And that was like my main carb. And then all the rest of it was just like eggs and protein and vegetables and all that stuff. I had a personal trainer twice a week. 
I was hitting the gym probably five days a week. I was swimming. Um, I was doing all these things that were really, really good for my health. I felt amazing. I felt really great. And again, as a fat person, because you get told this your whole life, because everyone has advice for you, because everyone who sees you is asking you questions. And I I didn't even finish this first point, but the point I was going to make initially was that people ask you all the time, are you happy with what you weigh? Are you happy how you look? Are you happy carrying this weight? And as a fat person, I get very defensive and I say, yeah, I'm fine. You know, leave me alone. It's none of your business. The right question is to ask somebody, if you could snap your fingers and lose 20 pounds, would you, how many times would you snap your fingers? And then they'll go, I'd snap my fingers like five times or six times or 10 times. Like you don't want to be this big. Nobody does, but you don't want to put the effort into it. And you sure as shit don't want other people telling you how to live your life and what to do with your weight. That's bullshit. So of all the times that I've had someone come to me and ask me this question, my thought is always, I remember when I weighed that much. Like weight to me is a memory, right? It's, it's a past thing, not a present or a future thing. It's, oh, remember when? Like it's dead and gone. Oh man, yeah. Rest in peace, 250. Oh, that was a great weight. Never get there again. You know what I mean? We could just tell stories about it. Man, remember when I weighed 250 and we did a triathlon? That was amazing. Remember when I weighed 250 and I used to go bike riding all the time in the canyons? That was so much fun. Yeah. RIP 250. Miss you, bud. And instead, what's happening now is I'm looking at this weight loss graph. And I'm seeing... That I started, you know, 410 was the highest, it's the biggest peak, and then 394 on the surgery day, and then 334 now, and then I see the lowest point, the lowest valley, is the 316 from that weight loss show, and I go, I got this, this is 18 pounds away, I could do 18 pounds, I could probably do that in, in a month, I could probably get there by March 1st. As it is the end of January now, I could probably do that in a whole month. So in my mind, my thought process is I, I have a short term goal that I can reach within a month, maybe two, if things if I stall a little, which is normal, maybe two months, maybe April Fool's Day would be the day, but I would get to my short term goal of 315 and 315 because I want to be lower than that show got me to. And then my midterm goal is 299. See, I remember weighing 316 for that show. And I remember weighing 299 and a half. And I remember also weighing 300. Uh, I was working at a lighting company and I was, uh, we were having a, a weight loss contest. And so I had housed two giant burritos that morning. And, you know, wore all my clothes and I went and I weighed myself and I weighed 300 and I, I laughed so hard. I clapped my hands and I ran around the, um, the warehouse and the, the parking lot. Like I had scored a goal in the world cup, like an air airplane. I rode, I drove, I, whew, 
I ran around pretending to be an airplane, dipping my wings back and forth and running around hooting and hollering like a crazy person because I got to 300 thinking these guys have no idea what's in for them. I'm going to lose this weight. I've never been 300 and I'm going to be great. And I lost a little bit of weight, but I, I never lost the weight to get back to where I was originally. And I never got off of that racket. And then I, I exceeded 300 by 110 ultimately. So I remember being 299. I remember being 316. I, those are vivid memories for me. So my short-term goal, 315, mid-term goal, 299, long-term goal, 250. And you, you might think, Nima, why not 200? Why not 180 like you were in high school? Look, man, I've built up so much muscle over these years carrying all this fat. I don't think my body type is going to acquiesce to 180 or 200. But I'll tell you something, at 250, I remember 250 vividly, and it was a great time for me. My lymphedema didn't start in one leg until 300. My um, my blood sugar is pretty much under control now. I test it every morning, and it's been um, two months. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. It's been almost two months since the surgery and I have not had to take a single pill for blood sugar because my blood sugar is between 65 and 75 every morning because I'm not having soda. I'm not drinking. I'm not having uh, sugar. I'm not drinking soda. I'm not having sugar. I'm not having fast food. I'm just not having any of this terrible stuff that's bad for you. So... All of those memories of those weights, all of those moments in my life are now coming back to life. And it's this possibility that I could go into 315. I could get down to 299. 250 is no longer a rest in peace weight for me. It is a potential for my future. And I have to stay focused on that. And that's amazing. And the diet, of course, is essential. Something we learn as fat people, generally speaking, is that uh, 75% of weight loss is calories in, calories out. 25% is exercise. And that's it, right? So I love exercise. I love walking, right? And so I got to the 30 minutes a day every day. I bought a portable bike pedal exerciser for 40 bucks on Amazon. It's great. My grandfather has one. I was telling him about, you know, I go on these walks and this and that. And he's like, yeah, I know. I walk too. But I also have this little pedal exerciser thing. It's not a bicycle. It's literally just two pedals and then a a crank. And that's it. And it folds up. It fits underneath your little table, your little side table or whatever. And then you pull it out and you, you you hit the spins. You watch TV on it for 30 minutes and you're done. It's perfect. So if it's raining or if I'm getting a late start or it's dark outside or whatever, fuck it. One time I went for a walk and I was late to a meeting, so I had to cut the walk short. I walked 25 minutes. So then I just hit the bike. I hit the bike for five minutes to make sure I got my 30 minutes of exercise in. So that's been exceedingly helpful. That's been wonderful for me. 
So I'm walking 30 minutes a day. I'm hitting the bike at least once a week. Sometimes if it's raining, like it's a little rainy now this week, um, I'll hit it twice a week. I'll hit it on two days that it's raining or whatever. And then I started getting a little bit of chafing. Um, and my thighs rub against each other and that's not good and they sweat. And so the boxers that I wear are really loose. And I'm not going to say this is TMI. This is I. This is just information. Okay. You should know this for my journey, but you should also be aware of this for your potential journey as well. So I was getting a lot of chafing. I was getting um, kind of like pus, like a, um, I know like a, a bunch of them are called a carbuncle, but like one of them is like a, um, I can't think of the word. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But uh, I was getting these like pretty much like cysts almost on my leg. And it was very annoying and very painful and very sensitive. And so I went online and I bought non-chafing shorts. And so those are great. So I used those. And then I was walking and my socks were slipping into my shoe as I walked. And I kept pulling my socks up and they kept slipping down in the shoe and kept pulling them up. They kept slipping down. So I ended up uh, buying. I So at first I was just like, well, I'm just going to get used to the fact that these socks are slipping into my shoe. And after about 15 minutes, they stopped slipping because they just are basically on the front part of my foot and no longer on the back part of my foot. And then they just stay there. So then I'm just walking and my heels getting rubbed raw. Um, so then I went online and I bought tighter ankle socks with like a grip on the bottom. And then those don't move. So I have these like walking shorts and walking socks. And it's a bit of a pain in the ass to be like, oh, I got to walk today. Well, I better put on my shorts and I better put on these socks and I better, you know, make sure that this is that. But you know what? If it's an extra two minutes in the morning and I get it done and I don't have to worry about anything and I can walk and then I don't have to worry about these carbuncles and having sensitive thighs, inner thighs, or my socks bugging me or whatever, I, I have a very perfect walk that I go all the way to the end of the stop sign at the end of the street and back and I do a couple uh, laps up and down in the parking lot and then I go home and then that's it and that's my 30 minutes and I'm very happy about that and I couldn't ask for anything better it's so easy it's so simple and if I want to walk further when I get to that stop sign where I usually turn around if I cross the street there's a park right there So then I could just go to the park and do a couple laps if I'm feeling limber and ready. And then I come back. Like today, today's Saturday, normally I'd wake up and go for a walk at like 7.30 or 8 in the morning. But instead, this morning or last night, my wife told me, I'll walk with you tomorrow. So she's out doing some some errands, running some errands for herself. And when she comes back, she's going to call me and let me know. And then... I'm going to go downstairs and we're going to go on a walk together and it's going to be great. So I look forward to things like this. Now I'm like really excited about stuff like this and I've never been this way before. I've usually been very quick to quit and seeing these results and seeing this, um, this positive aspect, I'm sleeping better. My back doesn't hurt as much. I'm much more active. I have way more energy I feel better about everything. I feel better about everything. It's 
All in all, it's a really great place to be. So a quick recap, my weight loss journey went from the highest at 410 to 394 on surgery day, 354 a month later, down 40, 334 yesterday, or this morning really, about two months in. Lowest I've been in the last 10 years is 316. Short-term goal, 315. Mid-term goal, 299. Long-term goal, 250. And I will update as I reach these goals as well. My weights used to be memories for me, and now they are goals for me, which is a huge change in difference in my life. I started walking a little bit every day, and then I got to 15 minutes a day, then 15 minutes twice a day, and then 30 minutes a day. Bought myself a portable bike pedal exerciser for 40 bucks that I use when it rains or if I'm running late or if it's dark or if I have to cut my walk short. I have non-chafing shorts and ankle socks with grip that are tighter and they keep me from having moments when I'm walking that are uncomfortable or moments after I'm walking that would be uncomfortable. And ultimately, all of this is to say that if, if I was listening to this, if I was listening to this and somebody was telling me I lost 60 pounds in two months and I've just been walking and I got these things for myself and they're helping and I'm really able to see the future now and it doesn't look as bleak as it used to, I might think to myself, that sounds like a lot of bullshit. That may be your journey, but there's no way that could be my journey. I always felt like I was the fattest guy in the room. Even if I was outweighed by somebody, I still felt the fattest. I always felt unhealthy. I always felt uncomfortable. And I'm finally getting to a point now where I can see the weight loss a little bit in my face I was telling my wife the other day, the only way I can really tell that I'm losing weight in my face is my nose looks bigger because my cheeks are are thinner. So it made my nose a little bit bigger. But my stomach, my chest, my shoulders, my butt looks better. It's, It's something that's really helping me move forward. And at the same time, It's also holding me accountable. So I love it. I love every moment of this and I can't wait to record more episodes. I think we're going to have like 21 episodes when this is all done and really excited about that. So thank you for listening. I hope this helped. And if it didn't, there's always another episode. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast, or let us know what you think at mygastricsleevepodcast.com.